welcome to the room brought to you by Talal Street and Welldesk. Um, so I'm Samir, Samir Mehta. I head marketing and growth at Welldesk. And uh, today I have uh, Raj, who is the co-founder at Stoa School, and Ujwal, who is the uh, founder at Welldesk, uh, in, in, in today's room. And uh, what we wanted to talk about today and get perspectives from Ujwal and Raj both uh, was about you know, how fintech startups are evolving in the country. There are, you know, almost every day we talk, we will be listening, uh, we, 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 we hear about uh, you know, new start, fintech startups come in, you know, starting up, you know, raising funding or, or you know, uh, generating a whole lot of interest around new business models that they're coming up with. Um, so, one thing which is not necessarily clear to everyone is how as an employee, as, a, as an early uh, employee, can you actually join such fintech startups? You know, so there's a lot of cutting-edge, uh, you know, work happening in, in these fintech startups. Uh, so what skills are actually uh, relevant uh, in these fintech startups? What uh, you know, educational uh, degree, if any, is valid? What do you know, startup founders look for? So that's why we wanted to bring together Ujwal, who's from the fintech side of things, who, who's constantly. Uh, I know that we're all constantly looking out for people to join Welldesk. And we also want to get to Raj because he, um, uh, you know, at Stoa they're doing very interesting things to uh, upskill, um, <coughs> you know, folks uh, with a very new age kind of an approach uh, where an MBA is, you know, no longer needed. Right? So that's something that they're doing very, very uniquely. So with that, uh, what I wanted to do was to invite both Raj and Ujwal to first give their quick intro. So Raj, if you want to go first and give us a short intro about yourself. Thanks, thanks, Samir. Uh, I hope I'm uh, loud and clear for people. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this is Rajar. I'm uh, one of the co-founders at uh, Stoa School. Stoa School is an online business school that helps people break into business roles at startups, right? Like uh, especially funded high-growth startups. Right? And we believe that we are one of India's uh, best alternatives at this point of time to doing it. Uh, you know, full-time MBA, and uh, over the course of the last one year, we've helped a lot of people who come but not a part of the startup ecosystem. Like people who are working in the uh, IT industry, people who are working at uh, smaller uh, firms, people who are working at MNCs, break into startups, especially uh, you know fintech startups. Given the number of fintech startups that have uh, cropped up over the last. Uh, you know, year or so and the funding that has come in, uh, we pretty much are helping people break into those roles. So that's that's about me. I think we can uh, discuss as we go ahead. Uh, you know, how do how can people break into uh, you know fintech startups? Uh, what skills? What education degrees? You know, <clears throat> um, uh, you know, do 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 startups look for? But I think before we do that, what I wanted to do quickly was uh, you know ask Ujwal to give. Maybe a quick background about the new age fintech companies that are starting up in India and why so. You know, now if you notice across the spectrum of financial services, we are seeing newer variants, newer uh, companies starting up that are solving a problem that maybe legacy financial services companies have tried to solve in a different way, or uh, or maybe it's it's a it's an unsolved problem and you know uh, startups are trying to solve it. So maybe give a quick background, uh, Ujwal, about the the landscape of the fintech industry, uh, so that you know everybody is able to understand uh, you know what let's say uh, a neo bank does or what uh, an insure tech company is trying to do, right? So 
help us with that yeah so i think uh, see the larger uh, trend has been started around payments like so what has happened like like i think post i think i would say 2010 12 13 14 the, the green shoot started especially in indian fintech industry the, the tremendous innovation has started on two very critical components one we have u- sort of ubiquitized payments like today money is so fluid on the internet like bunch of payment gateway api integrations and like you can e- enable value exchange on the internet e-commerce has transformed everything we get on the internet and this has been able possible because money is so fluid now on the internet and when money got so fluid from our typical hard cash so which means that typically you can look at every industry which deals with payment at the end which most likely every industry that we work with can be relooked at and the, because finish like because payment was not fluid in the past whether you talk about corporate payment banking or like pure consumer payments the the businesses were uh, payment was a very fr- frictional part of the like entire value transaction because the money exchange was difficult but moment this got very simple seamless easy to like do at a at a consumer internet level the the payments start getting 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 embedded into consumer internet use cases like whether we talk about e-commerce and or or like or food deliveries or anything that we do for the net so which means that payment has been been the epicenter of this major fintech transformation the next biggest dimension to indian fintech has been the aadhar india stack because uh, when we talk about financial services the 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 regulatory aspect is so so important that you need to know the customer you are you are serving especially when it comes to banks insurance lending asset management broking and all so the the aadhar india stack which ensures kyc in one couple of clicks so ensuring the identity of billions of Indi- like 1.3 billion indians in in a plug and play model which means that if you combine this payment and kyc i can technically now look at every business in a very different way which has some component of money exchange so and and then this is all technology led so which means that the ability to embed that into consumer use cases uh, is 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 very contextual like for example you want a home loan you get in a contextual environment or you are looking to take a travel insurance or buying a, uh, a train ticket or a plane ticket you are within that your transactional context of your ticket website you have these insurance providers on an e-commerce platform and uh, an uh, on demand credit and credit card underwriting which is happening at your card page all these use cases have been created and and interestingly because the core incumbents have opened up their infrastructure in api forms which i called as an api economy the fintechs powered by this uh, this mammoth infrastructure of kyc payment infrastructure and i would also include cloud in that with ability to create scalable platforms is like plug and play if you are deployed on cloud this whole thing when you build take this permutation and combinations of all these dimensions you are talking about a complete reimagination reimagination of the financial services landscape led by payments then it moved into uh, the identity space because of aadhar then then we we talking about the complete lending space completely getting contextual in different use cases when it comes to emi lending or uh, for, uh, corporate lending or sme lending or uh, personal loan financing on the consumer internet then insurance when which was more a silo service provide uh, service that we used to get was got embedded into our use cases on the general insurance side term insurance side home loan and all and this is now what we at wellness are transforming 
the the the, the fundamentals are still same when it comes to uh, building a fintech or a technology led business what we are doing is we have we are integrated with broking so we have extracted broking as a transaction layer and on top of that as a platform creating internet scale uh, wealth solutions led by wealth baskets and many other things so these all the fundamentals are uh, built around the fact that you have enormous data you have open apis you have massive open api infrastructure on payments kyc cloud infrastructure and when when an incumbents opening up fintechs partnering with them you and consumer internet companies trying to bring finance into their consumer context if you match all of these you can look every aspect of financial services in, a, in with, a, with a different landscape and that is why what we are seeing today is that that the innovation is at at scale we, there's a lot of risk capital going into fintechs and 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 the penetration as penetration moves further because of the ability to bring bank accounts broking accounts to a larger india uh, uh, demographics the, the the risk capital is pushing to create more innovative products like even like there are companies which are trying to solve teenage financial problems like like how do they get started with their first uh, expense management or how do they to start save money and all that so both demographically we are expanding technology has pushed this lot of risk capital and the infrastructure is so exciting that if you want to innovate it cannot be a better moment so i think these all are le- leading to a very different uh, environment we are talking especially in financial services Understood. Understood. Thanks, Ajay. So, Raj, I want to bring you in over here because I'm, I'm sure you interact with a lot of fintech startups and companies that come to Stoa to recruit to understand the you know new cohorts that have come in, um, and I'm sure you help them uh, hire from uh, you know the Stoa uh, the Stoa alumni base as well, right? What are the type of roles they're looking for? What are the kind of pain points they have when when they're looking to recruit uh, you know people to join? Because there is a lot of demand for roles. Um, what what is the gap in the market right now for fintech startups so um i think to add to what ujwal said right uh, there's also another way of segmenting broad broad segmentation uh, is at the b2b and b2c level right so you have uh, a lot of consumer fintech companies uh, let's say companies uh, such as you know grow or uh, zero the more popular versions of even paytm right and you have more of b2b companies this could range from uh, uh, this could be you know the razor pay cash free type of payment gateways uh, right like uh, right and right into you know insurance uh, tech for uh, you know employees and so on so i think uh, i think the kind of roles that these two startups hire for uh, especially when it comes to roles in terms of numbers right is uh, is, is pretty different so b2c startup would of course look look at uh, you know a different i mean the emphasis on marketing would be pretty intense as compared to uh, b2b whereas uh, wherein the emphasis is more on account management and sales right uh, selling to companies the type of content also b2b companies create is different the sort of products they build is uh, you know is vastly different from the consumer products that get built Uh, so yeah, you may have you know uh, because of this, you will have like different roles that crop up, right? More account manager, account managerial roles in B two B startups, whereas uh, customer support, more generalist marketing role that uh, come in from the B two B two C side, right? And this, this, these are very specifically for business roles. Of course, uh, both these startups need developers and product managers. Uh, you know, people 
people at the middle management top management level that so is of course uh, a given hmm. but at the ground level yeah we've been seeing a lot of marketing roles uh, on on both sides as well as account management customer relationship management which of by the way pay pay well right okay so that's on the b2b side is what you were saying yeah yeah Understood. Understood. So I think then Ujwal uh, Welldesk is at a very interesting uh, place, right? Because there is a B two B aspect here, there is a B two C aspect, and we also run a lot of B two B two C activation, um, you know, campaigns as well with our uh, partners. So what um, uh, you know are the types of what is your burning requirement right now, right? I mean, while I know developers and product. is probably everybody is fighting over them but in addition to that and maybe you can talk about that also keeping it specific to fintech but other than that what are the areas that you know you really want to uh, you know ramp up hiring very very quickly on yeah, i think engineering and product is something which definitely i think is is uh, is a very critical area where we are expanding very fast and we look to expand very fast because it's a product led engineering company like as a business like our core Moat or our strength is the, the the platform that we have built, which is deployed across brokers, advisors, distributors, and and all these till till the end consumer level. So, so obviously product management around uh, the entire B two B two C life cycle activation, the end consumer life cycle, product management around that, and then the different use cases, the verticalization of different use cases level, like serving a broker, serving an advisor, serving a distributor, serving an internet property where we can get into that product, uh, into that app, and all. So. We have tremendous use cases, and these use cases are very unique in the sense as as we talk about embedded financial services model. So, so we need uh, we are actively looking for product managers who actually think how we can transform with such a massive platform to and, and expand the Indian broking market over these portfolio like our wealth baskets and all. So that's the area where we are constantly looking for engineering side. I mean, I, because I come from a computer science background, so I, I we've been so obsessed about our engineering and we spent like I think we. We are one of those outlier companies. Maybe I think in Mumbai, we spent first three years bootstrap just building the platform. Like it's so crazy to think like that. So you can imagine the foundations of engineering is so crazy that that we till now. We, and the good part being a platform, we do, don't need a like many many engineers, but we really handpick quality engineers. And we know for the fact once they are into our platform engineering team, the kind of innovation they will be doing, whether it is to achieve scale, whether it is to achieve open API architectures, whether it is to most cutting edge architecture on the cloud those kind of concepts are fundamentally needed by us on the front uh, front end front end engineering front we are constantly looking for like great design engineers and people who actually could could give real life to the product working with the user experience team and all so so that's an always an ever area where we continue want to expand beyond that because we've been able to create a, such a great product market fit today so we are constantly looking people who can help us to like create a very successful channel for our customers whether it's a b2b partner or a or an end consumer of a b2b or a direct end consumer so we are looking to expand our customer success team around that because we eventually are the evangelist of our product with our partners and our end consumers apart from that because we are, as as uh, uh, raj also pointed out uh, marketing and growth is one of the fundamental aspects of modern fintech companies where they have been able to go to so many customers in the country because of the ways they they market the product to the end customer which is typically where incumbents feel challenged at times 
So I think we are innovating a lot on that around both marketing automation as well as growth hacking as well as as well as building content led marketing where customers understand they are empowered to actually uh, be part of the 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 platform experience and become a paying user and experience these well baskets on all so we are constantly hiring around those growth marketing roles uh, uh, which way we want to power both our b2b partners as well as serve the end customers so yeah i think these are some of the areas where we are actively looking to hire i mean across the channel actually Understood. 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 Got it. So I think uh, Raj, let me bring you in here because this is a very important question that is has been cropping up for a while, and you are right in the thick of it, which is, you know, an education versus skills. You know, how, how, what is more important? And keep in mind, I'm I'm referring to both an undergrad degree as well as let's say a postgrad degree, right? Because at Stoa, you have a very clear proposition that you know you don't you don't need an MBA to have the kind of skill sets that are in demand. Uh, in the market so how do you uh, you know where do you stand when it comes to uh, you know the education the formal education that that is available right now in the country versus skills that can be picked up uh, in in through short term courses or by working in startups where you have a lot of on the job training and how would let's say this be different for a tech role which is a software engineer role versus let's say a growth marketer's role so what's your perspective on that i think uh, i look at it from a slight different lens rather than you know are talking about education versus uh, skills right it's it's more of a because i mean education mostly in today's time is about signaling right which college am i from uh, it matters more more at this point of time uh, as compared to what i've actually learned there right um, because i've seen people who have who have uh, absolutely no academic background in marketing let's say land up in marketing or engineering degrees landed up in marketing without an mba or anything in between i've seen uh, you know people who have a background in let's say chemical engineering land up uh, coding right and uh, done very well in tech jobs so at this point of time education in the country is become more like kis college hai right like which college are you from rather than what did you even learn there right Of course, uh, people who do computer science, I think those those people are the only uh, sort of the only exception at times. You know, building uh, scalable systems, right? Um, they sort of are better suited because of their you know training, because the formal training that they received on you know data structures, algorithms, and so on, to build build like more scalable architecture. That is my my limited experience. That's what I believe. For almost every other role, uh, I don't see your college degree, especially the, the the field or the branch that you graduated in, having uh, a ton of weightage, right? Like you, you have there is certain flexibility. You are an engineer; you can probably pick up any dev role because you have those analytical abilities, right? And if you uh if, if you don't even have an engineering degree, you can still like if you have a aptitude for marketing, if you Are a keen observer, right? You like to sort of uh, you have a creative mindset, you, or even a number crunching mindset, right? You can get into like marketing growth, growth. If 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 you are super at you know maintaining relationships, you can you can definitely break into you know more account management, sales roles, right? If you are a incentive hacker, essentially, as I as I like to put it. So I think I think that's where I stand on the whole education and skills. uh you know sort of a debate i think it's it's a pretty flat playing field given the internet 
given the internet age right if, if someone has the motivation and will they can pick up the ropes uh, but double clicking on that going a bit deeper on the skills bit right i think uh, you have very tactical skills right uh, which i think are critical for any 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 person right at any leadership level that right? you need to be having a pulse of what what works at the tactical level this changes especially in dev and uh, dev and marketing roles right because channels change libraries change what not right you have to be on the top of the game uh, otherwise your competitors will definitely you know edge you your cac will go up your stack will uh, you know pick up technical debt and so on um but if you want to grow in organizations you also need more softer skills right you need to be able to manage people you need to be able to lead teams in uh, environments uh, full of uncertainty which is pretty much the case with early stage startups right or even like fast growing startups then there are like you know then there there are a ton of uncertainties more so pre pmf right uh, so yeah i think uh, many people you can pick up these tactical skills let's say by taking a udemy whatever coursera type course or a you know or a small skill based program but the softer skills is where i think most people sort of hit a bottleneck in their career right two three years in uh, you see many people stuck in their in their careers uh, and i think at this point of time from what i'm seeing in the market uh, entry level hiring is not Uh, 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 as much of a pain as middle management or leadership level hiring right capital is scaling much faster like in, much more money is getting poured into the ecosystem yeah uh, uh, as compared to like the rate of talent growing and scaling right so yes. as you climb higher the problems get even in, uh, even more real right and people are willing to pay whatever it takes to hire that management level Uh, talent at this point of time. That's what I'm thinking right now. And those require different skills. Understood. So I'm going to come back to you, Raj, on uh, you know the very interesting two by two matrix that you had put up on LinkedIn. But I think we have a question from <coughs> Sharad. Uh, Sharad, uh, do you have a question? You've been moved up to the speakers. You want to ask? Yeah. So basically, I am a living example of you know planning to break into a fintech startup. I'll just give a small background of mine. I did a course on uh, from I am Ahmedabad for fintech. but then what happened is they were just case studies so i couldn't actually grasp what actually happening but by following people who are there in this space talking to them and i think you know being a part of like some volunteer programs of certain growth teams or something because i come from a non technical background i'm in stock markets anchor for television and i've been there for like 8 years i've been an investor but now seeing a dying industry of the traditional brokers from where my family came from I thought, why not? You know, wealth tech space or a reg tech space or an insure tech. How should I get in? Because technical people generally have their ways. Uh, There's nothing to against them as such, but it's easy for them to transition into tech or a product role. But where do our skill set come in for a non-tech person working in a mature industry? So something like that. Even after doing a short-term course from I am Ahmedabad, I thought nothing happened. But I think uh, you know, getting the people uh, into this active network. Which is there of the fintechs started learning a bit more, and then I think I decided like uh, just a disclosure. I'm a fourth cohort batch uh, person of Stoa itself, so this is where my one question I had is like the traditional study of of an MBA I could have done. It could be like two years 
in the making but right now the classes are happening in in the home itself so my entire thought process changed you know generally some of the fintech startup founders whom i interview as well so their question has actually changed they don't ask me where did you come from they ask me what have you done so i just have a panel uh, you know i have just a question to the panel like uh, your proof of work would be sufficing for generating a signal to get hired by fintech is it can that be done or you just look at the uh, degrees or the life projects they have done what is it sure um i have so, some perspectives on that but ujwal maybe why don't you take that yeah yeah so sarad i think uh, see uh, couple of things one uh, i mean if you ask me i will give you a very humble real example that's when i started in 2016 building this platform like and this was need to be built completely on cloud like obviously i come from a background where i know equal markets equal computer science so very unique combination but but till that time whether i have ever built anything on the cloud and i want to build such a massive uh, india focused technology on a cloud i never did that so i have to get my hands dirty and when i get my hands dirty that's only when you able to eventually able to actually build something and and validate your your proof of concept and eventually build so i as an entrepreneur that's our day job every day i i mean from engineering to product to legal to compliance to sales marketing growth brand you talk about anything everything we might have started somewhere in my entrepreneurial journey where i have never done that in my life before starting up so i think fundamentally founders if you talk across the board they really appreciate this fact that that you might not know something but the very fact that if you have the aptitude to Demonst- demonstrate that you, if given an opportunity with the right attitude and being part of a right culture, and obviously you have that that sense how to evolve yourself in whatever responsibility you are getting into a fintech startup. I think founders appreciate that because see, fundamentally we have built on those principles. Because not all the things that I have done to build this such a wellness platform with our team. Obviously, our team we together have done tremendous job together to build this. But somewhere we really appreciate the, the fact that. you might not have a precedence to do something but you have the attitude and having your whatever background you have if you can really position yourself right that i can achieve this is given an opportunity and you you maybe in case in cases where there is some apprehension at let's say a fintech startup where you want to get into and they have some apprehension you can align with their thought process now where finally see everybody cares about that if you validate what you are saying and you eventually evolve if you can create that risk uh, element in the, your association with right startups and and bets like put bet in the right way with with the right founders i think they will definitely give you opportunity to work with you thanks ujwal thanks ujwal that means to submit up it's like going to be like if a generalist is there but he has that curiosity you know fueling him and aligning it with the company's objectives is that the summer you know summary of this yes so 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 generalist i actually in today's world because we are so cross disciplinary in what we do so the idea is that even if i am as an engineer if you are not a generalist in your thought process you might fail so so that that i think if you have that attitude of a being a generalist na i think founders will love you i mean they will if if let's say you found the right opportunity it is also important to actually get to the right opportunity also today on i get so many messages from people out of them some re- are really good because they really know what they're asking me when they say that i want to join a company because of these n number of reasons i might not be good at this because i have not done that but why i sh- you should hire me and 
that really reflects upon us and i i really get on a call maybe next hour or maybe next day and and some of the hirings i have done really and maybe some are in this room also that they have joined us like that so i think i think you 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 just need to align your positioning and maybe as a journalist you can position yourself better regarding the tech part as as lot of people say the people with engineering back, background have this edge over others because it's a tech heavy industry now i think there one thing i always say when we have done bunch of webinars with cf institutes and all also is that that it is not important to be an engineer to actually succeed in modern day it is also important to actually have an aptitude to like things scale like we hired people from research background and tell them your research which you do used to give it to institutional guys how you uh, you can be part of an internet business that we are building we give them the perspective and they unlock themselves and they succeed and 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 i think important is to actually be a hustler and stay foolish stay angry which is so 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 like we all of us here but actually the idea is that in modern day because we are in such a evolving high velocity space with so evolving landscape that you one cannot say that i have 10 years of experience to do something for the next 10 years that environment has completely gone so demonstrated skill set is what an evolving landscape you need to have a demonstrated skill set in the past which means that you can do in the future if given a right environment i think you should focus on that and i think you will get a great opportunity thanks ajwal thanks ajwal hopefully what for starts today orientation hopefully everything goes well at 6 thank you guys yeah thanks sharat um i had a little bit of audio issues uh, hopefully you are able to hear me um so um raj i actually wanted to bring you in because i saw very interesting 2 by 2 matrix uh, that you had put up right which was a uh, market demand versus market gap and uh, you know how do you look at uh, you know how do you decide based on this 2 uh, by 2 matrix which is you know which what type of role or what type of this industry to get into whether it's a saturated job whether it's a high opportunity job so you want to talk a little bit about that because that you know uh, actually will help simplify how people can think about going after uh, roles in a hot industry um, and being smart about you know playing their way into the eventual role that they want to go into Sure, Samir. So I think uh, the two by two was essentially, uh, you know, uh, if I'm to put it this way, uh, on one axis you have the market demand, right? Like how many jobs are out there in a particular, let's say, domain or function that you're looking for, industry, whatever. And on the other axis you have uh, the the gap, right? Like gap would essentially mean like supply. How many people are out there who can do that particular thing? Uh, you know, successfully, who can meet the requirements of the job successfully? Now, I think uh, a good place to be in one is building a career, right? And I'm taking the sides of you know, uh, sides of people who are uh, employees who are thinking of you know, joining startups. Uh, you you would want to be in a place wherein there is high demand, right? There are a lot of openings, lot of uh, people. hiring for that particular position but not enough people trying to you know break in or not enough people trying to uh, even apply right not even, not enough qualified people are trying to apply because it is then and only then that you get a compensated uh, you know uh, compensated well and uh, b you have a better trajectory right uh, not only are you in a good position today but you will grow quickly 
as that particular market demand grows even even more and your skills sort of uh, you know grow hand in hand so i think um developers again a brilliant example of of the same right like lot of job openings companies are struggling uh, to to fill in those positions not enough qualified people uh, who can fulfill the demands of the companies hence companies have to resort to you know pretty much burning uh, a good amount of the money that they've raised onto dev salaries right just because of the demand supply mismatch right. so as an employee potential employee you want to take you know it's in your interest to take advantage of that and move towards that you know high demand and high gap sort of a uh, spot right another interesting point here is about product managers right i think although there's a lot of like hype around product management and they so i think a few years ago similar hype existed around ml and ai and data science right if you remember the whole 2017 to i think almost uh, 2018 2019 there was this whole uh, data science and ml craze uh, the one thing that people sort of you know forgot back then to take into account and i think still forget to take into account is that there are not enough product management uh, jobs around um for all the people who want to become product managers right so i think the market demand is there it's definitely there but uh, it's 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 not so high that you know you can just walk in and become a product manager right even if you have good companies it's not like companies are going to hire you right because just because of the number of people who want to uh, break into that product management role right? i mean for some reason you know the whole uh, vibe about it being the mini ceo role and what not yeah. right that like you can control things and so on a lot of people want to get in right it's probably which i think is a bad bad uh, way to enter into startups it's it's tough to enter into startups as a product manager right but it is it i think it's easy to enter into startups as a developer if you are you know skilled enough because we won't we don't have enough supply of 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 developers so i think that is a um, you know that those are few roles if you look at i think uh, uh, an extreme case right take the extreme case look at a call center executive uh there is demand but there's also lot of supply for people in those roles subsequently you don't get uh, you know you don't see companies really crying about the fact that hey i can't hire customer support executives or data entry uh, you know executives there are always enough people in those roles and they don't get compensated well enough so yeah if anyone's looking to build a great career you want to be identifying uh, you know keep your eyes out let's say on linkedin wherever to get uh, Law, like roles that are high in number, right? Open roles that are high in number, but don't have enough like qualified applicants uh, going in, right? Nice. I think that that should be helpful, and it applies in fintech as well. Right? Understood, understood, got it. So it's interesting you brought up, uh, you know, the product manager role, and yes, I think um, you know that mini CEO bit is what is glamorous, but obviously they don't understand. or maybe they do but you know there is a lot of unglamorous work that happens behind the scenes and actually that's true for i think most glamorous uh, jobs in the whole world right so if you talk to an actor and they'll probably say the same thing that you know oh you only see the glamorous part you don't see 
all the hard work that goes in, right? So let me bring in Ujwal here to talk about, you know, what an ideal product manager uh, should be, uh, you know, what what's a trait of a good, successful product manager in a fintech company, right? What are things that you, for example, when you're looking to hire, I know we've had conversations with different people as well, uh, you know, what do you look for, uh, uh, you know, to, to understand whether this person will turn out to be a good product manager? Actually, I extend to what Raj said, the interesting point around the fact that, that there's so much of hype around product management, many people don't even understand the idea behind product management, especially in a consumer-facing or internet-facing businesses, like where you have every, the entire funnel of revenue activation or serving that customer with a right experience is built on, on the, on, on, like internet facing applications and you don't have the ability to talk to that customer to make them a paying customer of your product in that as a as a as a minimum requirement product management for modern day businesses there are not many people actually who understand this uh, comprehend this like problem when it comes to like having hands-on understanding about being a product manager so what and typically within product management there are so many nomenclatures like if i before i uh, talk about like what we look at, but let's say if I'm talking about product management in in wellness context, we have a B2B2C aspect where a complete product suite runs, which serves the entire B2B and their end consumer. So the entire B2B2C product. Then we have some aspect of our product which is pure B2B. So there's a B2B aspect of product management which is a SaaS platform. Then there's a when it and when it comes to end consumer, whether you are serving through a B2B or directly to the end consumer, end consumer is an end consumer, like a retail investor. Mm-hmm. So understanding the psyche of that customer, uh, uh, end customer, in how they want to experience the product, what are the challenges, how do you ensure that they don't have drop-offs, they get a great user experience. These are some of the things which are which actually comes in the under the principles of product management. And from a business metric point of view, what I call like in our company, let's say for example, what we believe is that that your product is there, so they is an expected business uh, model which is out, already out there running so from a product management point of view we need to ensure that that whatever strength you have built in order to serve the end customer you continue to serve that with with more vigor with more quality with more efficiency and there's some terms we use called north star metrics so for example engagement growth uh, revenue it could be more around how many less feedbacks you get from the customer on nps score and all that and so that's one thing. The other thing is expand the capabilities of the product. So as once your product is out and let's say you'll be by millions of customers. Now, how many in India actually as a product manager knows that if there's a product which is out there being served to more than a million, two million, three million customers, then I need to roll out something in future, which will be impacting these millions of customers. How do you build that Delta aptitude so that as a product manager, you succeed in that delivery. I mean, that skill set is very limited in India. I mean, for example, if today, one another thing Raj pointed about the engineers, engineers quality in India. I mean, there's a very interesting article by Ken, I think in one of their series, they talked about India has top 25,000 quality engineers and everybody is fighting to get them, especially for building scalable businesses. Because beyond that, if you go, most of the people, they, it's not that they don't have the raw talent, but they lack the, immediate understanding to solve complex problems of modern day technology like to achieve scale to create more most beautiful experience on the front end components creating those 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 delightful experiences and all which not many have done in their life they might have the raw talent so but that journey to from a being a raw talent to being a great contributor in especially in in uh, 
emerging high growth environment it's not simple so there are only 25000 people who knows that how to do it and there's such so much of demand supply gap i think same is in product management there's so much of supply in the sense people want to become product manager but thinking that it is more around specification building or just knowing the customer setting the delivery pipeline or doing project management but it is far beyond that if you look at if you are just thinking that from a traditional setup point of view this is what what in, in the yesterday years what relations with management or business development or business analyst or 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 i mean there are so many terms around that people used to think our project management was about product management is very different i mean in our company we also call it 50% engineering problem like product management is so important that your 50% engineering or the implementation is done if your product management is done right so these are some of the things which we look at when we look to hire a product manager and obviously we don't look for precedence that everybody will have that skill set but if they have the aptitude and they can set up themselves in the right framework and can work in this high growth environment i think we really look forward to that right 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 so i think one one uh, thing which was given that see fintech also has uh, a lot of focus around regulation and compliance right um and uh, we uh, and this is you know something that we face at wellness also right in terms of making sure that uh, in this industry we are following the norms we are absolutely you know right tech itself is a is a is a sector if we can call it that right so how can uh, uh, you know i mean just a question how important is that for a product manager what are you know where where, where can they actually pick up information around the industry that they are getting into to make, make sure that the products that they are building are compliant and i'll tell you why i bring this up because a prominent startup founder actually mentioned how and this is i think a, 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 on twitter or linkedin i don't remember but they said that hey you know what we get away with so many things that that the regulator doesn't know and they were feeling proud about it when i actually said that you know this is not going to last you know if you're not compliant with um the regulations the the regulator whoever it is depending on the industry you are in will come after you right in fact having very strong uh, regulatory compliance is almost like a moat for for you right when others will struggle with that so for you as when you are looking to hire somebody as a product manager or even as a head of a company that has such a strong uh, product in an industry which has so much regulation how, how important is that for a product manager actually fintech it is it is it is like fundamental actually you cannot build a product which is not compliant and it's a very valid point samir because lot of times when we look at a pure consumer product management let's say if you are building something for a independent consumer then in that case you don't need to look at some of the regulatory requirements set up by rbi or insurance body or sebi for that matter where uh, where we are actually uh, building a product where on one side let's say we have sebi registered investment advisor research analyst who are creating portfolios and they want to serve end customer now there are some sebi requirements in terms of how you can distribute your product so for example you need to ensure that they, let's say your risk profiling is done in case of an ria or for you need to have a kyc uh, fetch uh, from from the customer to the ria so that they know who the customer is and then recently aadhar based signing is needed for uh, ri investment advisor based portfolios so these are fundamental now if you ask from a product management point of view to increase customer have a delightful customer experience this could come across as frictions so lot of these especially in, and and if the mandate is that you grow at a very rapid pace as a company as a product i mean, i think the founders you might have talked about they might have this mandate is to grow at this velocity which means that if you put if you do everything in compliance you might actually 
throttle your velocity of growth and i think that is not right because this is not a business of a quarter or a semi annually or a year or two years it's a, it's a, you build products for for a decadal story because this uh, financial services is not about building a two year three year company vision and execute it is about building product for the for for the, for years and years especially when savings money is going through your platform where customer needs to build trust regulators have created that framework to build that trust and if you're not following that it becomes it is it is not right and it will not survive not sustain also so i think from a product manager point of view if you are joining a fintech uh, regulation technology or being very well versed with the idea especially whichever area you are working with let's say in our case sebi is the is the, uh, uh, the the regulatory body which drives all of these regulations which we follow very very minutely i think as a product manager this is very very critical especially for fintech startups okay thanks uh, i think we have a question here pulkit uh, uh, go ahead uh, and others also if you would, would like to ask a question please raise your hand and then we'll uh, you know bring you into the actually i'll i'll, I'll actually pulkit i i've been following pulkit so pulkit is an interesting use case who have moved out from google like valley for 10 years he was building gmail team he was part of the gmail team and actually recently moved to india to actually <laughs> join the emerging fintech opportunity in india i mean it's an interesting case where where people from valley who doing some crazy innovation out there they realize that there is a 10x innovation happening in india in fintech and they just move out and 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 looking to find that opportunity i think pulkit is 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 one of those use cases he might talk about his experience so that people around can get real insights about what he thinks when he moved from valley to mumbai okay thank you okay Hey, hey! Thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, including me. Um, yeah. So as uh, Ujwal said, like I moved back to India from uh, uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, I was there for uh, about uh, seven to eight years, and uh, I was in Google for ten uh, years. Actually, I started off uh, my professional journey with Ujwal in in my first company uh, in in uh, D Shop, which is a hedge fund. and uh, then i was uh, i went into google which is a hardcore consumer tech uh, kind of a space uh, uh, for for such a long time for 10 years then uh, uh, about like last few years i was seeing that you know like uh, this is this is like it's it's actually really magical what is happening in india uh, uh, you know the the whole uh, you know jam stack and upi and uh, all these things account aggregators now which are all coming in uh, they are creating an amazing ecosystem to you know build and you know compete and you know do really great things uh, uh, so i'm i'm really excited uh, for what's going to you know happen in the next 5 uh, years 10 years uh, i i i believe we have a huge opportunity uh not just for indian ecosystem but like you know even to uh, export some of this learnings that that we are going to build up over here to other countries across the world uh so so i'm really excited to be in this space and and i'm just having like a lot of fun like listening to you know ujwal and raj and others here who are uh talking about you know the how to break into the space and uh, you know how their experience so far building i'm i'm relatively new here uh so healthy listening mostly but uh, uh it's is uh, you know really good to hear from these guys okay sure thanks so much pulkit uh, for that and uh, and others as you have questions please raise your hands and we'll bring you in here and get your questions answered from uh, ujwal and raj um so at this point i actually uh, you know raj i wanted to talk to you because in our discussions uh, you know yesterday uh, you had mentioned that you know it's it's 
very important to look at a career as a 30 year or 40 year journey right and look at the long term so you know that that's actually good it's very logical but i don't think everybody thinks about that so talk a little bit about you know how you know why do you give that advice and uh, you know on what how can you know people who are just out of college or maybe let's say one year three year five years of experience how should they pace themselves Thanks, thanks, Samir. So, in fact, uh, this is exactly the piece of advice that I got uh, one and a half ago, right before um, before starting Stoa. Um, I think there is this tendency when there's so much hype around, right? When you when you read the news, you see person X raised uh, this much uh, in funding. Uh, your friends in college, uh, you know, are getting paid so and so. People, whatever, are doing MBAs and whatever. Get getting crazy salaries. There's this tendency to, you know, want to get there yourself as soon as possible, right? Uh, there's a tendency to want to get it tomorrow itself, if possible, right? right. And uh, I understand where it stems from. I understand where it comes from. But I'll I'll explain through an example, right? Like again, the good old product manager uh, dream. Um, I think most people who are looking out to become product managers stand a better chance of doing so in you know three four years down the line. Let's say, right? Um, it's a worthy goal to have, but it won't be realistic for most people to have it as a goal like that. I want to be a product manager in the next three months, or my first job out of college uh, should be product management or APM or whatever. Uh, it is right um, because I think I think yeah people conflate these two things. People think here there's this whole there's this whole uh, propaganda I would say around financially independent you know independent retire early the whole fire movement. Everyone is like, how can I make a quick buck and you know just like retire or start a restaurant or a cafe, right? Like that. That is the sort of uh, line of thinking many people come from and like. I think that is self-limiting because, uh, as you mentioned, a career is like people who are in their twenties probably, you know, are going to be hanging around, like have energy and uh, motivation, whatever, till they are uh, 50, 60. Right? That's a good, yeah. good 30, 40 years. In. So I think uh, even though the world may be iterating at a faster pace and accelerated pace than ever before. We shouldn't forget that, you know, like we also have have time and that our goals sometimes, however worthy they may be, they, they, they take time to, to get together. Any entrepreneur, right, I think even Ujwal will testify to this, key. like on day day one, you won't be able to build whatever a unicorn or you won't be able to raise funds, right? Similarly, it takes years, it takes years and multiple failures to, to get to that position wherein you are assured of these, uh, you know, uh, wins. Same with careers, right? Like, I, and I think I would like to use a classic example of uh, Nitin Kamath, who uh, now leads Zeroda, but at one point of time in his youth used to work at a call center, right? Uh, the same, I think, with Praveen Jadav, who is the uh, was who built Paytm Money, current co-founder at at Raves, who launched a, a fintech app recently. Done. Uh, he started off his career again in a customer support part of a role right out of college hmm. right and uh, same Kunal Shah whoever any any 
example you take people have slogged it out i sometimes tell people that uh, me and my co-founder i think almost all of us have done like 30 work mm. we've gone on the streets two years ago like distributing pamphlets mm. right I've, i've seen so many other founders do this do this dirty work do the grind and uh, i'm not saying one needs to do the grind to uh, be successful or whatever but it is okay to do it right if if the job requires job requires that sort of dedication not everyone will uh, on day zero be in a position where you can sit in a flash office and do you know quote and quote strategy mm. and people gyan and direction uh, this is how you should do, do things many a time you need to start at the ground floor and uh, do things yourself take instructions and uh, build your understanding and over the years work your way up and you know uh, be in a place which has a very good vantage point on what is happening be at a place wherein uh, you are so skilled and you have you know niche skills that yep. not any not many other people have right it, it is something that compound builds over time so uh, short circuiting that and acting like as if you know by 30 i want to be you know sitting on a potload of money probably is not the best uh, strategy for most people right uh, out there right. so pace it out right like it's okay if it takes four five years to get to a you know an enviable position it's okay uh as long as you're having fun on that journey getting there right? and i'm sure there are so many roles out there on the market where you can have a lot of fun right you right. can have a lot of fun lot of learning so that is like yeah my sort of advice or request rather to people at this point in time to um yeah just have realistic expectations and you know like uh think of think think of you know the next decade how your career is going to shape out over the next decade rather than నెక్స్ట్ so um, uh, and and also i think this is a trap that a lot of people fall into where they try and you know they, they want to move into uh, they want to move into a managerial role and not be hands on and that is the beginning of uh, i don't want to say the end but you will very quickly figure out that your skills will become outdated if you're not hands on right so it aligns with what you are also saying that think of it as a long uh you know journey think of it in 5 year 10 year 20 year uh, periods and then pace yourself right otherwise it becomes very difficult and you get disappointed as well for no reason i think having those unrealistic expectation make it very difficult for uh, for you to kind of sustain yourself right so thanks for that um i think uh, we are also going to be opening up a q and a so if you have any questions please raise your hands we'll uh, bring you in you can ask your question and you know have uh, uh, utwal and raj answer answer them as well um i know there were a lot of people who had questions earlier so please feel free to raise your hand 
Uh, one question I wanted to bring in Ujwal for was uh, specifically around, you know, what are the type of attitudes or personality traits that founders look for when you're to, uh, trying to hire? I know I have a set of, you know, very specific things that I want, which are in addition to functional skills. But I want to understand Ujwal from you as a founder of a, a, a fast growing uh, startup, which is scaling massively. What are things that you look for in, in people that you want to bring into Welldesk? I think uh, the last discussion we were having around this uh, this thing that people want to have a quick to success kind of opportunity where they don't struggle much and they eventually succeed faster or have a non-linear growth. I mean, I think that never works. If if by chance, like out of hundred two people, eventually get into some opportunity which actually help them actually like scale up faster without doing much i think at some point they will realize that 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 will uh, like create problems in their long term like growth story because the fundamentals of any any high growth opportunity and as well as high growth career profile is that you go through a evolutionary struggles and discomfort like discomfort challenging problems and and that's what evolves us i mean when when people talk about that that this particular guy actually got seven, eight people team and they scaled up so fast and they did great things. I think one of the things that that works very well in a, in such such cases is that the person who has led that they have led by example. I think if I can't do something at scale and if I expect somebody to do that at scale and if I don't give them the right environment, then I'm a wrong employer. But the, the uh, right employer expects that if I am giving you an environment where I am also equally uh, like pushing myself to actually achieve a lot of these things and I am giving you an environment where you can push yourself and do things, that's lead by example. I think especially when a, in a growing environment, it is a very important that you as an independent person in a given setup, if you can lead by example because unless you can't validate yourself go on the ground, hustle, do things and solve problems. Like if somebody says that if I'm joining a marketing team, I can only do this X thing because that's good, but and can never do a full stack uh, execution of things. I think this this will not work in, in modern day environment because actually one of the important other things that people need to know is that if you're joining a company which is hi- hiring in masses, then maybe that's not the right company for you because companies which are hiring in masses lacks, lacks actually vision and execution. Like some of the examples Raj talked about, like look at those companies, they, do they hire like ma- massively? No, they don't. They hire selectively, but the people they hire, they know that they are entrepreneur in their own ways and they within their own capacities, they will do great things. So as founders, what we look at is the same similar thing. We selectively hire, but people we want to hire, we want them to be feel empowered. They really know what they're getting into and they they can they they are self like fulfilling in terms of achieving those objectives. And when they build teams they percolate that culture and and they are hustlers by design. They really, really can can get into the real problems and solve it. Because not all things are very organized in a high growth environment and and you need to organize over a period so unless you can't be part of that uh, uh, slightly uh, disorganized or unorganized environment to an organized environment you are getting into that discomfort if you don't want to pass through the journey you will not have a very high growth story as an individual if you want to achieve great things you have to be part of that hustle unless you are not you will not be able to achieve a lot in this this enormous environment that india has to do Got it. Got it. Got it. Thanks, Ajwal. Uh, I see we have a question from Sudha. Um, yeah. Do you want to 
you want to answer, ask your question, please? Uh, it's not a question per se, mm -hmm. but I just want to add to whatever I have heard for a while in the room. Sure, please. So, um, I have some experience with which I'm talking, but then uh, this experience will not be the same for all. See, there's no one single jacket that's going to fit everyone. So mm. That's my first take. So we need to, uh, first let me look from, uh, like what Mr. Uh, sorry, just a minute, huh? what Mr. Ujwal was saying mm -hmm. about being an employer. So from that perspective, I want to say that if any anyone wants to break, I mean if they're trying to uh, get into any fintech startups or anything like this, one of the most important part is commitment, right? It's not uh, definitely the uh, core skills, uh, how, what sort of core skills the person has, depending on um, where he wants to get into which position. And then uh, definitely agile, he has to be very agile in skills, and the soft skills. Uh, these are very broad terms I'm using because uh, depending on wherever they want to fit, definitely this is something that one should first analyze with oneself before, uh, you know, we put in our papers or whatever, okay? And this would be a, a very similar kind of study that one has to do if suppose somebody wants to, uh, they think there's a great opportunity to get into, have my own startup company and so on. This is important. But while I said this very generally, he did say that Mr. Ujwal came from Google. He had many years of experience and so on. Sometimes what happens is, uh, you know, if somebody has greater amount of experience, so they understand the arena better, but there will be young people who actually are trying to get into uh, the similar space. For them, uh, the take has to be slightly different because they need to understand where their strengths are. And for the, uh, for the employer, definitely the commitment with which uh, the person comes in, you know, where is he coming from? Uh, does, is he able to say, okay, these are my strengths, this is what I would do? Will, will he, uh, you know, work his stock, right? Mm -hmm. Now, these are some of the things that will definitely surface. You cannot just say something and then you think that you can get away with things. That's not going to happen because uh, people are very, very, um, you know, alert on all this. Sorry. Um, um, this is a little bit of my take that I, I did want to um, uh, I did want to share. Sure. So uh, sure. because everybody starts at a different level, and uh, this is something that we need to look at. And as employee employers, we definitely sometimes do look at the uh, commitment part. What does he say during his uh, uh, interview? And then uh, we have this one two months that we do a trial period, and how he's able to show or at least his commitment i know he cannot show results then sure but sure. definitely the commitment and then how he uh, how he definitely one of the things that we uh, as a culture of the company that we need to be very very careful especially in fintech and areas whether you are in marketing or whether you are in product management is definitely the kind of uh, uh, you know the you know the rbi and all the uh, strictures are Nowadays, it's, you can't just say things and get away with anything. That's just not possible. So from day one, I think compliance is very, very important. Because I did hear people speak of compliance as well. 
whether you are a beginner or whether you are a bigger company, definitely compliance is a must. From day one, that should be one of the priorities. Uh, in case um, anybody wants to ask me anything on this, I'm willing to say. But I was just trying to add to what was already being sure. shared. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and, and just uh, I think as a correction, uh, I think the person from Google was Pulkit. Uh, Ujwal isn't from Google, but oh, okay, but, uh, okay. Yeah. I sorry, I stand corrected. Sorry. No yeah, worries, no worries. Yeah, but I get your point. Yeah, I stand so, corrected. All right. Yeah. Thank. Thanks for that. Uh, and uh, yes, a relevant point that you brought up, which is uh, you know the ownership and uh, you know asking uh, people to commit to to what they they say they will deliver, and then obviously help them, guide them. And people start off with from different levels as well. Um, somebody who is coming in from a from a you know uh, like a strong pedigree versus somebody who is out there to prove themselves. Obviously, we should be willing to be patient or and give them that support. So yeah, thank you, thank you for that. Uh, to actually look at being part of a story where you know for that you might be giving up what you have built over like years of experience. So that's actually the good validator for many founders that you are actually still hustling because you want to. You know that you have another 15 years to grow aggressively and you want to take that plunge. So I think it becomes a positive thing for you in some time. Some most of the cases, especially with founders. So that's I think that's on the age part. The other part where you're saying that you come from a traditional BFSI background. So what you need to look at is that I think see the first. step to actually breaking into fintech startups is that especially if you are already in a bfsi segment i think you need to look at the opportunities within your company i mean if you what you have been doing for years and you know for that matter that what the way you are doing it definitely it, will, it is not the way to do in future and you very well know that so first of all you know the opportunity within so if you can actually when you go and talk to founders and tell that see i have been doing this 10 Traditional things. I know. I know for the fact that we've been doing in the most non-scalable way, and this is not the way the modern businesses should be built. In whatever I am doing, I think you guys are doing great in terms of what you are building in this area. And I know what I was doing. I could have done it differently if I would have been a more uh, uh, like modern-day fintech culture or in a company which is actually driving the entire innovation led by tech and all. I know my aptitude is aligns to that thought process. I couldn't do it what I used to do traditionally because that's how the structures were and there was a limitation. I think if you start on that note, whether in your cover or in your resume or while engaging with the right opportunity, it will work out. Because see, people really—it's not like people don't appreciate where if you come from traditional background. You you need people from experiences. I mean, we have hired people from traditional experiences, but now they are doing modern stuff like. they have redefined the way they even look at their profile themselves so i think what you need to look at is you need to do that retrospection and i think when you next time engage with an opportunity i think you will be better placed uh thanks Ujjal. so just just a quick point on what you said right when you are saying people uh, have moved on from traditional to doing modern things and they have adapted to that situation right you uh, have you been the person to give them that chance or they've come uh, come to you after upskilling to understand what's going on in the modern fintech space so that is somewhere i think there the gap needs to be bridge is what i understand or is it that the opportunity comes after you allow them into your company or take them into your fold and tell them that these are the skills you need to develop how does that work so we take both approach i mean we have hired people with with who have the right skill to complement us to scale up and we have hired people who didn't have the skill but they evolved into acquiring that skills knowing very well during the interview process that that they are excellent they are like they are cultural fit they are they really have the aptitude and the hustle to actually uh, to 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 compound faster given the opportunity so we take both we are very flexible in that thought process understood ujjal thank you so much thanks amir and uh, harsh Thank you.
Sure, most welcome. Okay, I think that was uh, the last question. Um, I know Yuvraj has his hand up, but I'm not able to add him to the speaker uh, as a speaker. So sorry about that, Yuvraj. Uh, uh, I think we, uh, we, I don't see any more questions. So this, I think we can close the session for today. Um, so thank you, everyone. For okay, Yuvraj is there. Hey, Yuvraj, do you have a? Hey guys, hey guys. Yeah, no. If you're closing, if if you're closing, uh, I was gonna ask Virtual a quick question. Um, what Please, yeah. what does Weldesk look like three years from now? I mean, Yuvraj. So I think you the wrong session, man. This not a question. <laughs> it's a bias. It's a bias question. But yeah, I mean, no, no, no. I'm just kidding. I mean, so yeah. Th thanks for that question. I think what Weldesk looked like in next three years is thing. I think at the end customer level, what we think is that we. We will be empowering retail investors with with portfolios and and wealth management tools, especially on broking platforms, which 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 would not have been possible if we would not have spent so many years to build a technology which sits on top of broking. So I think we'll continue to to drive that vision and we'll empower the retail investors with real premium uh, wealth management experience and and make their savings money work for them independently while they create do great things at their jobs. I think that's one thing which we'll continue to do for the next three years. You'll see that. The other thing is that as a platform, we are looking to drive uh, the the vision very aggressively in ways and forms, which which will change a lot of things on top of broking. So I think that that you will see as as we move forward. Awesome, thank you, thank you, Raj. Wonderful, sir. Okay, thanks, thanks, Ujwal, uh, and thank you, Raj. Thanks everyone for joining in for the session. I, we had fantastic questions. We had great. Uh, points both by Ujwal and Raj. Uh, so again, thank you so much. Um, and uh, Raj, uh, wishing you the very best for what you're doing at Stoa. It's I think something unique, and uh, you know uh, it is very definitely something that the market requires. So wishing you all the best. And Ujwal, thank you so much. Um, thanks, Amir. Thank you, Raj. Thank you, Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.